beats, the flow, the rhythm, all movements start from the streets, Street saying our podcast. Fam, we old. We are old. <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna cap. One of my students really tore me up when I was like, how old, when was you born? 19, ooh, <laughs> that's all they do. He was born in the 1900s. They make it sound so old. He was born in the 1900s. <laughs> like, actually, I was actually. Damn, that's crazy. You was born in the night. Yeah, <laughs> fuck me up, man. I don't even like saying my age no more. I, en- I enjoy it. Listen, I was getting my uh, hair redone, and my, my hairdresser was like picking at my head. She's like, oh, I was like, what? I said, them some grays. She's like, yeah, I thought it was some lint. Like, no, I got little grays all up in here now. I used to just have a couple of friends. Hey, man, listen, I'm getting wiser. <laughs> she said, oh, I thought, man, it, was I thought lint. it was lint. Listen, I was, I already oh, knew what man. she was doing. I was like, nah, them, them grays, my, oh, my dear, them grays. Oh, man. Then don't come out. Then don't pull them out either. We leaving them all. <laughs> I got one in my beard, a couple in my beard. I was like, don't pull them. I only want them to get too close to it. Like, nah, leave them, leave them. <laughs> Trying to be Salt Bay. <laughs> <laughs> man, hey, I ain't gonna cap, man. You know, be a little silver fox. Silver out fox, I'm about to say. <laughs> Listen, we going It's about to be my what third, third or fourth life as a man. I'm good. We keep rolling. You know what I'm saying? We keeping it rolling. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's good times, man. Let's get this thing started, man. Welcome to the street saying our podcast, man. It's your host Giddy Jicky with it. It's your other host Johnny No Good, and we got a special guest today with us, man. Um, I am very appreciative of people who appreciate what we do what we are attempting to do and how and helping us progress to move forward and we actually had someone who is in the industry that we've had on the show before hit hit me up and say hey we got this guy he's super dope and he he really should be on y'all's podcast and i looked him up and i was like man i actually think i know this cat because i remember going to uh pull up and vibe and it was like afterwards and I think we were just, I don't even know if it's pulling vibe was an event at the Fabric Lab. And we were just vibing and people was like singing karaoke. And this dude came up here. Everybody, you know, can't nobody sing. This guy. <laughs> High notes. I'm talking. I was like, um, sir, sir, can you calm down? You have embarrassed everybody in this building. But he was on a high and I he went crazy. I was like, man, this dude's super talented. And I was, and I was I asked him his name then. I was like, man, I don't know who this cat is, but he is Trill Bill. Like you know when you see it, you know when you hear it. And and I just appreciate people for wanting to stop in and bless us, especially as they on their journey on their way up. You know that's what we're here to do is be the A and R for the people. And this is somebody definitely that is about to go so far in so many places. Man, we got our guy Dreon in the building. <laughs> Man, wow, that that's a crazy story. You want to know why? Why is that? I was in town. Uh, my my cousin is Kiki. Oh, that's your, okay. That's my cousin. So I was just there, you know, celebrating her birthday with her. You know, she she wanted me to do some karaoke, but you know, I was just there just to chill. You never know what opportunities are gonna come out of just anywhere, you know. So that's crazy. Man, that was that was insane. I was like. And he was like, all right, I got to go. I was like, man, where are you? He's like, Dreon. I'm like, what? Oh, man. 
I'm like, is he here? What's happening? But man, just the same way I got introduced, I just want you real quick to kind of let the people know who you are and uh, what it is that you do. What's your gift to the world? Man, my name is Dreon. I'm a Omaha native, born and raised. Uh, I am a singer, songwriter, and performing artist, entertainer. Um, and, uh, you know, what I do is, you know, I just, I live on the East Coast. Um, I went to Berklee College of Music in Boston. Mm. Uh, and uh, now I'm currently about to go on tour with Earth, Wind & Fire mm. uh, as, a, as an opening act and an and, and artist. Uh, so, man, it's, it's, it's a blessing, you know, how, how all of this is coming full circle and I'm kicking off my tour uh, here in my hometown. Mm. Oh, man, that's mm. crazy. So when you say kicking off your tour, what are, what are the events that you're doing here before you hit the road? So uh, tomorrow, uh, that is the, uh, the 10th of June, I am going to be uh, performing in Miller Park uh, for the Omaha Performing Arts um, Music at Miller Park series. Mm. I'm going to be doing a, a live concert out there, and I'm doing a, what, I'm, what I consider a kickoff to my very first tour here in the city. Um, you know, I've, I'm a, I've, I've been back and done a whole bunch of, you know, performances, but this is, this is a special one, you know, mm. uh, they got the bill, billboards up. I've never been on a billboard, so oh, they have a billboard in my hometown. You know, I finally got to see it when I came back yesterday, man, and it was surreal. Uh, so we got that going on, you know, and I'll be here doing some more interviews and things like that, preparing to go on tour. Um, I got my band with me, got my people with me, uh, from Berkeley, which is an incredible, uh, uh, opportunity, I think, because to bring these two worlds together mm -hmm. is very, very special. And to, to share that opportunity with people that I've come up with as well and I've met because of uh, music is incredible. So that's you know, that that's some of the stuff. And then I'm also doing some foster care work. So this uh, tour with Earth, Wind & Fire is a foster care awareness tour. Mm -hmm. So I'll be, um, I, I am, I am, I was in foster care when I was younger. Um, and uh, now I'm using my music in this platform as an opportunity to give back and to work with foster youth, give them hope and inspiration through music, through speaking, through, you know, just being there. So that's that's going to be another thing I'm going to be doing as well. Man, that's super dope, bro. Super, super dope. Yes, sir. I, I was going to ask you, um, when it comes to mustering the courage to leave home, mm. And to mm -hmm. go to a place to that's really directly related to what you want to do in this world. Mm -hmm. What is that journey like to a deal with having to leave home, and b what is it like, or what do you think the difference is going to an institution that is geared towards building you for directly for your success to where you're actually with these same people right. as your career goes. Right. So it's it's kind of crazy. My journey was was really crazy. I started off at UNO when I graduated from from high school because uh, I didn't feel good enough to go to Berkeley. I was like, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a top notch school, and I was like, I really really want to make sure that I'm ready to go. So I, I took a year just to be uh, here and to ground myself. Plus, like you know, I had just graduated. Um, I had just gotten married as well. Uh, so there was a lot of grounding that I needed, you know, being here. So I, at first I was scared to make that jump. I mean, that's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard jump to make. Mm -hmm. Plus I'm from here. I never lived anywhere else, never been anywhere else really. Uh, so it, it was a, it was, took some preparation. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing my mom told me, you know, um, you know, I, I, I did, you know, get, 
you know, re reunited with my family after foster care. And one of the things that my mom told me as I, you know, started when I was in high school, as I started to get ready for college was, you know, we don't have any money, you know, and that's a lot of the situations with a lot of people, a lot of young black uh, 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 minds, you know, they don't always have the financial security from their families to be able to go to college and do what they want to do. So she said, you got to figure it out. So in high school, I worked really, really hard to get scholarships. Um, and I left, you know, high school with over seven hundred thousand dollars in, in scholarships mm. and two full rides. Well, three full rides. I had a, a scholarship from Bill Gates, which is the Gates Millennium Scholarship. I had a scholarship from Warren Buffett. Um, and then I had a scholarship from the Goodrich program at, mm. at UNO as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I was able to to figure it out and pay for college. And, you know, UNO didn't want me to leave. They was like, you know, <laughs> I, you know, you could, you could do so much more here. I was like, nah, I got to do this. So I took that leap and, you know, I, I even dropped my, my, my Buffett scholarship and everything. And I said, I'm going to just take this gay scholarship all the way to Boston. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. When I went out there, I had never been, I had never seen, it was a culture shock. It, it was, it's completely different than Omaha. It's, it's, it's fast. It's, it's, you know, it's real different. Boston, I'll just say this. The East Coast is a different planet. Mm. <laughs> it really is. But the people over there are driven and 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 on the go and ready to move. And you, you either got to get with it or be gone, you know. Yes, so I had to jump in. And when I got to Berkeley, you know, that's what I did. I jumped in. I, I got I got on my grind. You know, I had a family. Or I, 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 at that time, I had a wife. And then we eventually had a baby during our time at, at, in college. Um, and then I started networking. I started meeting musicians. I started meeting other, you know, producers. So I start, started meeting people that could help me in the industry. And we started meeting A and Rs and 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 label heads and people that was running all kind of different stuff in major and 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 indie spaces and things like that. So really, I had to put myself out there. I had to just do it. You know, you sometimes you can't just you can't just plan it all out. Sometimes you just got to jump out there and just go. Mm. Mm. And I was gonna ask one more real quick, just. When you when you say meeting the labels and all of that, what were some of the things that you were doing? Like, were you somebody, you know, a lot of times in college, you hear the stories, they were like, man, I ain't gonna lie. DJ's like, I just started pressing my own mixtapes. I was right. just getting out there, getting the college parties turned up. Right. Um, as an artist and a, as a singer and songwriter, what were you doing to be prepared or just if the opportunity comes, I'm ready. So were you creating demos? Like, what were you doing? Like, how were you maneuvering? So, yeah, so Berkeley is, um, you know, to me, it's like the Walmart of the music industry. You know what I'm saying? They, there's so many different people that flock to it specifically because they put out so much that 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 the industry wants. Mm. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, you can go there and find anything you want and, and, and get in connection with the right people. Um, but you got to come with something. So that was the one thing that I had to do was I had to, you know, do it myself. I didn't have anybody else to be like, yeah, you know, create this beat or create this this music or write this song. I just had to do it. So I was writing songs, you know, figuring out how to work in different DAWs and how to work in different stuff, figuring out how to, I started off in GarageBand and I went to Logic and I started to, you know, ask people, how do you do this? How do you figure out that? How do you, you know, create a beat? How do you get more better sounds? How do you like asking questions mm -hmm. uh, and taking classes obviously helpful is helpful because Berkeley have classes that actually help you with production and stuff mm -hmm. like that too, which is incredible as well. So I applied myself. So that, you know, that was the first thing. And then the second thing, you know, I've, ha I've had to wear so many hats. So I, I'm the singer, I'm the writer, I'm the producer. And it's just because I didn't have anybody to do it until I started to meet other people that did it. 
But, you know, I had to come with ideas. I had to come with something to the table. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. You know, whether it was good, whether it was bad, I was writing. Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure it out. I was trying to, you know, and I grew, progressed and grew over my time, especially at Berkeley, um, being around other people that did what I did and, and did what I did better than I did. Mm -hmm. That was that was the most important thing. You know, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to you need to change rooms. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. I put myself around people that could help me. And then when I got in the position or in places, you know, where I was in front of, you know, whoever, it doesn't matter whether somebody, an artist that was a, a major artist or I was in front of a, a label head or whatever, you know, I came with something and I just created demos, you know, for, for the most part until I started to actually produce my own music and put it out mm -hmm. man yeah nah man um you said a whole lot of things so i got a couple questions for you but i just want to how did you get started with music man like how did you find that love of music where did that come from um for a lot of us you know um it, it came from church you know so for me that that was the initial inspiration and specifically my uncle keith shout out to my uncle keith keith mills uh he, he he's a drummer and a, and a gospel rapper H.G. Field, that's his, uh, his stage name. And I watched him, you know, I watched him, you know, play in church. I watched him go in and, uh, uh, you know, perform at different, you know, churches and different church events. And I'm like, man, he was like the first superstar, mm. you know, and, and plus he was my uncle. So I was like, whoa, man, this is crazy. So he was like that first inspiration for me. And I picked it up, you know, I was like, you know, I picked up drums and I started picking up singing because uh, I have you know, other family members that sing. Uh, you know, and I, there's, there's, there's musicality in my family as well. Not everybody plays, but there's uh, uh, enough musicians in the family where I was able to pick and choose like, okay, okay, that's cool. I want to try that. I want to figure this out. I want to see that. You know, I didn't really have anybody to tell me, oh, this is exactly what you do. I was just like, okay, I, I, I think I like the drums. Let me try this. So that was kind of how I got started. And I just kind of ran with it. It was a passion of mine. And when I was in foster care, away from my family, it was like, it was like my solace. It was the thing that I was able to, to use to help me kind of get through that time. And I was really young. So I'm sitting in my, in my, my room as a foster kid, you know, by myself, singing to myself mm. as if I'm singing, you know, to thousands of people in front of me, you know, hopefully imagining or imagining that one day, hopefully I'll be able to actually sing in front of thousands, mm. which is incredible because that's what I'm about to do on this tour, right. you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's come, it comes full, it comes full circle 20 years later, you know? Um, but for me, you know, that's, that, that's what it was. It started off as just a seed of watching somebody close to me. And then it grew from there. I just engulfed myself. And one thing I knew, I also want to say this, is one thing I knew is that I didn't want to do anything else other than music. Mm. Like nothing else really interested me. Like mm. I wasn't like one of those kids that was like, oh yeah, I like music as a hobby. I was like, I love music. Mm. I love Prince. I love Michael mm. Jackson. I love James Brown. Mm. I spent hours watching their videos, studying their music. Mm on youtube watching the music videos all trying to figure out how to dance like them how to move like them how to sing like them mm. so i was like ain't nothing else i want to do <laughs> at this point music is just gonna have to figure it's just gonna have to work out man i love it man like honestly uh when i hear you talk you kind of remind me of donny hathaway uh, <laughs> just if you listen to him and his speaking when he talk about music and just your knowledge of it man it's it's refreshing, bro. Like, honestly, you know, when you're in the presence of somebody who's going to do great wow. things. So it's an honor. Um, Carter G. Wilson once talked about one of the biggest failures of black people, especially when we naturally gifted in any area, is the failure to go and get professional development and schooling. Right. 
you said you always knew you wanted to do music. Mm -hmm. At what point did it click to you to go to Berkeley, to go to these different outlets to develop your skills? Because especially since you was naturally gifted since a young age. So, yeah, so I was self-taught in a lot of things that I did, um, but that only goes so far. Um, and if you want to get to a, a greater and higher level, um, you, you're going to have to have some sort of educational grounding, whether that is in an institution, whether that's getting a mentor, whether that's getting somebody, you know, a, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be school, but you're going to go to some type of school. So for me, um, I was in, in when I was in middle school and things like that, I was part of all of the different choirs. I was part of all that stuff because I wanted to in, in, engulf myself in it. And I got a chance to go to national, uh, excuse me, uh, state, the all state choir. Mm-hmm. And I went there and it was this black conductor, uh, choir director who was from Florida State, Dr. Andre Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I watched this black man stand in front of hundreds of high school students and just create art mm-hmm. like it was just it was just it blew my mind to watch this brilliant black man do what he did and I was like wow like how how I had to ask him like how do you do what you do so well and he was like you know and he, his advice to me was I studied my craft like he he mastered his craft mm-hmm. and to me that meant you know the educational you know part of it it also meant the 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 personal time that he spent practicing, mm. listening, studying, mm-hmm. um, and then it also meant, mm. you know, his connection to everybody that came before him too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So he came from a he. Somebody had to pass it down to him, and he's passing it down to you know the people after him, like myself. So for me, that's what it was. It was like, okay, I got to study. Mm. It don't matter if I go to school. It don't matter. It, it, but the for me, the easiest way to get it done for me was, well, since I have the scholarship, I might as well go to an institution where I can immerse myself with music. And it's a contemporary music school. One of the, it's the top contemporary music school in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you, if you go to some universities or, you know, conservatories, you're going to have to learn classical. And I don't mean to talk bad about UNO, but when I went there, they was like, yeah, we're going to turn you into a opera singer. And I was like, uh nah bruh <laughs> nah bruh <laughs> so for me when i went to UNO, i was a jazz piano major i said well you know what i might as well learn how to play you know get get better at playing piano so that i can have more than one skill being you know brought to the table and then when i went to berkeley i immersed myself with you know i got my jazz piano stuff together to help me with r&b and everything else so now I have my piano skills. Now I'm, I'm going to Berkeley and work on my vocal skills, my performance skills, my 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 ability, my songwriting skills. You know, so I took advantage of the opportunity of the university or the opportunity of the educational system instead of just going to school mm. to be educated. Mm. <laughs> go get what you came to get. It's there for you. You got to go get it. Right, man, yes, sir. Man, man. When it comes to, I was just thinking like somebody who's multifaceted in their um, approach to music. I can only imagine what it's like on the stage. When it comes to music and performance, what are what are the elements that you kind of hone in on to make sure that the audience, uh, that your music and performance resonates with the mm-hmm. audience? Mm-hmm. Right. So my, my every, every time, you know, from, I'll say this, from studying Michael Jackson, Prince, James Brown, um, I've always 
seen a common thread and theme in their shows, and that is the experience. Mm-hmm. When you go to a James Brown or a Prince or a Michael show, there's a, an experience, there's a message, there is a story, and it doesn't matter, you know, if they deviate over here or it's, you know, it doesn't matter. There's an overarching theme. Mm-hmm. So that's how I create my shows. Mm-hmm. There's a start, there's an intro, there's a beginning, there's somewhere I'm going to take you and there's somewhere I'm going to leave you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And every time I put a show together, anytime I do a show or performance, that is the mindset and the goal. Mm-hmm. So when I set up my shows, that's how I, that, that's how I, 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 I break it down down to how how the tempos of the songs are down to the message of the songs where the where each message or what, what like i have sections in my shows you know i have the intro that's going to talk about you know that's going to talk about me the middle section that's going to be the cookout where we're going to have the the throwbacks the songs the covers and stuff like that and then we're going to i'm gonna I'm leave you i'm gonna take you on a high i might i might take you up you know we might have might go gospel we might go inspirational we might go you know just straight funk it, it don't matter but i'm gonna leave you with a feel-good experience mm-hmm. you know so for me it's all about the experience the show is the audience has to leave feeling it feeling like that and i want to say this which is really really incredible is like last year i got to open up for earth wind and fire mm-hmm. in lincoln mm-hmm. and when i opened for earth wind and fire in lincoln you know it's a, it's a crowd full of you know white people mm-hmm. you know you walk out there and most people that were there were white and they didn't know who I was mm. and they didn't know I was opening and they didn't know I was coming. Mm. And I had 30 minutes mm. to keep them engaged, to keep them interested and to keep them like enamored with what was happening, what was going on. And I was singing original music. Mm. So the thing is, I had to frame my show in a way where I gave them, you know, the original music. But then I also had covers that were different, but they something that was familiar to them. You know, it couldn't just I couldn't just go out there and just perform the cover, but I had to go out there and change it a little bit, but not so much to where they didn't recognize it. So for me, you know, it's a it's it's more than just putting a show together. Like you got to keep people's interest. So I I have all kind of different show tricks that I do. Throw your phones up, you know, put your lights up, put your hands up. You know, I have what I put stuff in my shows. Repeat after me. You know, you have to engage the audience and have the audience a part of the show, and that's a part of the experience. Mm. Sir, and that's that's so funny you said that. One, we just had a conversation about with one of our young, talented brothers about how is he putting the show. And Johnny asked, "What are the, how many moments do you have in your show?" Right. And understand, he didn't understand what we were saying, even though he has the talent. And he's going to have to work on putting together a show. And then two, it's funny because all the things you talk about engaging, we saw one of these young artists at a show. He did all of them literally coming out the gate and then did a stage dive before he said a word. Just jumped off the stage. Luckily they called him. Luckily they called him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to know, like, I think he knows there's supposed to be things that happen, but I'm going to have to send you over to him as a consultant. Like, hey, young brother, I know you in this hip hop, but you still got to learn how to pace this stuff out and to get the crowd involved. It's pacing. It's like, you don't want to see the, 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 I say, it's just like a movie. It's just like a movie. Some movies, they start off, you know, they give you a whole bunch of action in the, in the beginning, but there's a moment where there's going where they're going to zone you in. You can be like, okay, this is where we start. This is where we're going. This is what's, this is, you know, you have to frame it. You mm-hmm. have to frame it. And you can't just throw it at, because the audience, they're like, okay, we, I, I'm willing to go with you, but I need to know that you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, if if you feel unsteady or you doing too much, the artist is going to be 
you're you going to lose them quick. Yeah. You're going to lose them quick. And that's the one thing that I do in my show, especially when I'm doing covers, um, originals, is I always throw in some covers. You know, I always have my originals, the, the cool stuff in the beginning, and then I hit them with something that they that they, that they they know somewhere in the middle section of the show because you're going to lose them probably about the third or fourth song mm -hmm. in there. So you throw something that they know, you bring them back. And the longer you're able to keep their attention, the longer they're going to stay with you throughout the whole show. Mm -hmm. They're going to get the full course meal. They're going to get the full picture. So yeah, if you throw, if you you coming out doing stage divers from the beginning, I mean, <laughs> the didn't. shock factor is there. <laughs> but you done lost. That, 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 that's it. You can't do more than that. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't do much more than that, but it was all kind of like, yo. He was out of breath. Yeah. yeah. He literally ah. was out of breath from doing the stage man. dive. <laughs> oh, man. It was a fun experience, but goodness gracious. Thank you for being an expert or learning expert in this. And a professional. Got a professional. Like, get... We're going to have to send you out in the consulting world. Man, and, and that's what I love to do, too. I do that as well because I, I find that people don't understand mm -hmm. that, you know, you don't just shove things down people's throat. You know, they have to digest them. They have mm -hmm. to be able to take them in. And if you're in a situation where people, you know, like you have to, as a performer, you have to be humble. Mm -hmm. Like there's too many performers out here, even major performers that are just arrogant. That's just like, oh, yeah, people know, you know, they know my songs, they know my music. But I always come from the place, these people don't care nothing about what I'm doing. They don't care nothing about what I'm saying. How can I make them? How can I make them care? Mm -hmm. And that's what you have to think. Like, you have to think, how can I cater to these people who are, who don't, who, who don't have time to pay attention to me? Mm -hmm. I have to make them make time to pay attention. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, people have to understand um, they have to kind of be taught that. And it's like, you know, that, that stuff comes from thousands and thousands of hours of, mm -hmm. of, of performing. I'm, I'm, I'm not just an artist. Like I do, I perform for weddings. I do wedding bands. I do. So I, I do at least with the weddings anywhere between 70 to 80 gigs a year, mm -hmm. you know? So every single weekend I'm performing, trying stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Let's try this. Let's, you know, and I've gotten a chance to actually perfect it. Mm -hmm. And that's what people aren't willing to do. Mm -hmm. Trial and error. Real. And you only get it when you're in the fire. In the fire. You gotta man. be in the game. Practice is practice. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you on that, man. Like, it's, I, I, even for myself as a DJ, just like I do my own events, but all my smaller stuff is where I'm like, can I put this set together? Let me try just this. What are the people feeling now? I'm feeling it out. And and also while trying to give them something that's not the status quo, so they right. know that when they come over here, right. they're getting this still a different meal over here versus the the standard burger and right. fries you're gonna get everywhere else in the club. Right. So. Man, that's good. And and I wanted to say also when I started to do when I'm starting to do now is incorporate because as I said I love Prince I love Stevie, mm -hmm. and uh, I started to in, in, to in, in include the multi instrumentalist uh, uh, vibe to my show. Mm -hmm. So especially in my show tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be playing not only, you know, I'm not only going to be singing and dancing. I'm going to be playing percussion. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing guitar. I'm playing keys. You know, I'm doing all these different things. And that adds so much to the show because mm -hmm. people get to see a new layer and a new element. Like, whoa, he can do that. Oh, he can do that. Oh, he can do this. Wow. You know, you want to keep people engaged the whole time. Mm -hmm. You do. And that's how I start. That's how I'm starting to build. Like, I'm never like, oh, I'm good. You know, I got this. I can do that. Like, you know, you always have to be in a place like, okay, how do I get people to really, really 
rock with me. And as you said, like you got to do stuff that's different than the status quo. Mm -hmm. So I'm a I'm a I'm a play this percussion while you sing, while while I sing. There's not many people that can do that. Right. You know. <laughs> Shout out to Anderson Pack. Yeah. Man. hundred <laughs> percent. Man, that's good. That's tough. But man, Dre, it's been it's been a great time with you, my brother. Now we we need some more time. But man, we need some more time, man. <laughs> we gonna what we gonna do is we gonna make sure when you done with this tour. We gonna have to find a way to get you either hey. back here or we well, gonna, gonna find come where you. Where you at, man? Yes. We gonna have to come where you at, man. Yeah. It sounds like you out there in Boston doing some things, yeah. traveling around, man. We gonna end up finding our way to where you at, man, because you on your way to doing big things, man. man. Like, yeah. We not just not just saying that. Literally see it on you, bro. Like a master of the craft and just your joy of it all, man. Like. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm going to watch myself on the camera. I just been over here smiling, man. Like just, it's been a joy to listen to you speak and the amount of joy and peace and happiness that you move with, bro. That's inspirational. So thank you. I look forward to just following your journey, man. For real. Man, I appreciate y'all for having me. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's an incredible opportunity to, to not just perform, but to speak about it and to mm -hmm. talk about my passion and what I do. Cause you know, as a young black man, we don't hear enough of our own stories. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't hear enough of us doing something, you know, and, and I'm not perfect. You know, I'm not like, you know, I had a great life and I'm not, I, I came from North Omaha. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I was in foster care. I had to pick myself up by my own bootstraps and I had the help of many different people and, and, and their hands, you know, uh, lifting me up, keeping me, you know, lifted up in prayer as well and connecting with people like yourselves, you know, and, and building this community. So I appreciate y'all for bringing me in because I'm, I, I, I like to be an open book. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I never like, oh, no, I ain't sharing none of my secrets. No, I want people to be better. I want people to feel like, you know, they can come to me and ask questions because I didn't have anybody to ask in a lot of situations. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, being the first to go to Berkeley for in my family and all, all of these things is like, I want that to continue. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the last, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I show I'm glad that I'm the first so that so more people can have that opportunity. Yes, so sir. thank y'all for giving me the opportunity yes, to sir. share thank this. Thank you. Yes, sir. And real quick, before we get out of here, you got a project out coming out and then we want to know where people can find you and find it at. Definitely. So uh, in, in, in connection with the tour that I'm doing with Earth, Wind & Fire, I just released a new single called Freedom Child. Uh, that is about my foster care journey and it's a foster care awareness song, almost anthem that I like to call it, um, that is out, out on all streaming platforms. You can find it right now on Apple Music and all the, you know, uh, Spotify and, and Tidal and all the places where you find music. And I have a lot more music uh, that'll be coming out even after the tour. I'm, I'm starting to release all of the songs I've been holding on to mm -hmm. for a while. You know, I'm starting, I've been building, building them up and getting them to the point. I just released that uh, last month. And then back in March, I released a new single as well called Get It If You With It, mm -hmm. which is a fun, exciting song. It's, it's kind of got a Prince vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I just, I love being able to share, you know, my artistry, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm excited for the new releases that are, that are coming out. So I got another one that's going to be coming out pretty soon in, in, in July after the tour following that too. Yes, sir. Man. And where can the people find you at? They can find me on, uh, on, on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on TikTok, uh, and YouTube at Dreon Nation, D-R-E-I-O-N-A-T-I-O-N. Um, on on all those platforms, uh, I, I got plenty of my music, plenty of my videos, and just watch the journey, you know. And if you, uh, uh, if I happen to be in in any of the places where y'all, you know, 
uh, might be vacationing mm -hmm. <laughs> this summer, you know, come on out um, for the future. And please, if you can, come out tomorrow night for uh, the Miller Park series. You know, we're we doing a big kickoff, rain or shine. Rain or shine, we're going to be out there performing. So I'm just excited to share this with the city. Yes, sir. Man, we it has been a pleasure, bro. And we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you, you're doing. We appreciate the spirit you got in which you do it and the will and to show people from a place like this and places similar to this, like, it can be done. Like, some of these things are, they are attainable. Mm -hmm. And you have the tools it's about how do you find that confidence to then search within yourself and exercise those tools and start to use them. Right. Everything else will come together as long as you're moving like that, man. We appreciate you, bro. Uh, we about to get out of here. You know where to find us. Everything is at Streets, A-A-N-D-R, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we on everything but Apple, man. Tune in with us. And it's been a pleasure, man. It's your host, Giddy Jicky, with it. It's your other boy, Johnny No Good. We had our guest, Dreon. And we, we out, out of here. here. Peace. Peace. The beats. The flow. The flow. The rhythm. All movements start from the streets. Street saying our podcast.